0: So after last week's conversation of having to write a query letter in a particular way, um, it's probably good to think about breaking out of the box a little bit. Um, And sometimes I wonder, is it possible to run out of stories? Um, I don't know, this might be taking us uh, somewhere a bit different, but you know, is there always a set formula? Do you need to have a set formula in a story for it to be successful, and will that ever get, will that ever get worn out? I suppose. Um, Josh, I know you're one for uh, challenging convention. So, what are your views? Uh,
1: that makes me sound um,
0: total rebel, than I am. anarchist. Uh, let's just
1: say, like a sort of contrarian. Um, lapsed originalist or something like that I don't know like I'm just I, I, I always find myself trying to push against conventions and I guess I'm stepping back and considering whether I need to be a little bit less afraid of conventions a little bit more stop kind of actively fighting against them and maybe fall into the conventions a little bit more or just let a story play out and not be afraid that it's not entirely I don't know if it's originality. I'm not sure what it is. If it feels like maybe it's just uh, middle of the road a bit or it's just, you know, we've seen it before, we know what to expect, but actually is that a problem? And maybe it's in the small things you do. So I've recently been watching a TV series called Succession and what I love about Succession is that I think the overall arc of some of the characters and the plot is nothing that feels like never seen this before or, or or unexpected completely i think some of it you could expect but it's in the small choices i feel like in the small choices these little micro choices they make throughout that just feel like it's a little bit different characters being together when i think in other programs because of the previous scene or the previous episode they wouldn't be seen together again suddenly they're together and it's just actually quite awkward because They had a massive falling out, say, and then suddenly they're in the same space. And not a lot of TV series do that. A lot would go for the space and showing the gap and showing the kind of taking time to resolve it. But actually, real life isn't always like that. You don't always have the time to reflect and stuff. So it was in these little micro choices that they make, whereas the overall thing is probably quite conventional Mm -hmm. um, piece of storytelling. And, And I'm sure other people have traced it to many different other kind of classical type storytelling. So why am I so afraid of doing that? Why does it have to be? And maybe it's in those little choices that I make mm. that could make something feel different or feel new or fresh. Or you know, I, I just perhaps need to be a little bit less afraid of convention because um, maybe it slows me down. Maybe it stymies me a little.
0: That's a really interesting perspective on it because quite often, when you think about challenging convention, it's it's much more large scale and it would have to be completely different and completely out there to challenge convention but what you're talking about are much it sounds much more achievable actually um just just making choices that might go against the grain um or might create situations that are novel um, that you wouldn't expect is it all about challenging expectations then
1: Probably a little bit too much, that's probably the problem.
2: Mm.
1: It's like, what expectations am I trying to challenge? There's no expectations, not, <laughs> no one reads my work. What's the Like, <laughs> It's only from myself, so yeah, I don't know where, where that comes from. Um, I think I just need to be a bit more open to just exploring a story as it comes to me, as it sort of comes out, just let it flow and then see if it takes those unexpected turns rather than really kind of like, oh no, that feels a bit done, that feels a bit, you know, like. Dreariness can actually work in mm. pacing, all that sort of stuff. I just need to be, I, I think that's probably why I also struggle to stick with ideas is because I meet the points where there's less action in quotation marks, um, less meat in that section. Maybe it just feels like it's plodding a bit at that point, but mm. you can maybe need those in order to feel, like to have the payoff of the other sections so they can build something so that you can get these little kind of crescendos and stuff. Maybe I just need to sort of, You know, view things like both the the sort of long game
2: Mm -hmm. of it
1: in terms of here's a story and it might be quite conventional but I'm going to try and do it in a vaguely interesting way because I'm not talking about twists. I'm not trying to do plot twists Mm. that all change the world. I'm not trying to do Sixth Sense where everyone goes, you know, spoiler alert. Oh my God, I I didn't know he was already dead. It's like I'm happy to, I'm not looking for those things. I think I just want to feel like it's somehow a bit original.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, originality.
2: Sorry, is? Um, I've not had that kind of um, <laughs> um, point of view, such as yours, Josh, uh, where you're looking for very subtle, um, nuanced changes in the way a story is told, uh, which is very interesting. Um, I've had your the same the same kind of feeling that you have for succession with with Mad Men. I thought. Um, I, I don't see challenging the convention uh, in, a, in a straightforward sense. It's pretty much like any other series with, a, with an interesting plot. But I think what makes it uh, what makes it unique for me is that the characters are compelling um, and they are very. Uh, of course, they take the time and the space of an entire season or three or four or five to, to develop them, so you you can take your time with it. So depending on what you're writing, I think you can explore these subtleties a little bit more or less. So that depends a little bit, on because sometimes when we write a book, it's, it's very different how the characters come through. Uh, but when you have a script, maybe you have a little bit more of um, space to do that. Um, and with Mad Men, uh, I, thought it, 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 I thought the dialogue was interesting. And when I researched a little bit into it, I think they were talking about subliminal messages as well as doing um, maybe that was what was unique, you know, um, in in the way um, the scene was set up, uh, the dialogue, how it was set up uh, to bring out the emotions when it was coming up in the storyline, um, uh, you know, that things were brewing in the season and then they were coming to a, to a close at the end. Um, but when I'm thinking... Uh, but but that's just a parallel example to what you feel about succession. Uh But but for me, when when it comes to being unconventional, what worries me is that um, so much has been written, and there's no new angle to approach things. I mean, how do you how do you craft something uh, utterly new uh, and um, you know original, as you said, as you asked, as we asked in the beginning of this podcast when so much has been already been uh, written. I mean, we are uh, thousands of years into the, into writing right now.
0: I, I think, uh, while you've been talking, I've been thinking about, is there anything that I've watched that I've thought has challenged convention? And I think there are ways of taking a standard kind of story and making it original and I'm thinking of Santa Clarita Diet which I watched a couple of years ago and I loved it. It's a great story anyway it's, it's a suburban family so far so normal and the mother of the family um, one day due to some dodgy shrimp if I remember rightly uh, becomes um, a zombie <laughs> and she's one of the undead and she will live forever so that's already a bit different but the thing that that really stood out for me and it wasn't drew barrymore being undead that didn't stand out for me i just took that as fine it was the language it was the way they talked to each other the dialogue was really different it was it was almost mannered it was it was theatrical it was slightly old-fashioned it was really different it was not suburban family dialogue it stood out for me so the story um you know zombies everyone loves zombies and you know she's gotta she's gotta live so she's gonna kill some people but only the bad people these are these are not new ideas but the way that they were expressed really stood out for me as something original so maybe it's maybe it's that um i I used to have a book called the seven seven plots or seven don't know the idea that there were seven storylines, um which broke down immediately because within those seven he was having all these subheadings and all that kind of things like well clearly clearly that's not true um but uh, i think the way that you tell the stories that's that's always going to be something to play with in in whatever way how it's staged how it's expressed um character choices characters themselves maybe
1: yeah i think that so obviously with that example you're talking about kind of uh, it's quite a high concept mm. and that it could be described as quite original and different but actually it's in the approach and in the delivery that to you felt like something fresh and original because of the way they approach the kind of mannered, kind of mm. old-fashioned theatrical mm-hmm. language, and then also in the, the actual delivery of what what happens on screen. So there's that high-concept thing, and I guess I'm going for what I'm much more drawn to, because I don't get me wrong, I've spent ages trying to cope with those high-concepts, like, mm. you've never seen this before, but what's the point? If it comes to me, great, that's great, but I'm not going to search for it it's actually in the other stuff that now i'm much more interested in like because we talked about that whole thing of like perspective and mm-hmm. first and third person and flipping it and those sorts of things are what i'm more interested in and i feel like as long as you're not doing it in a kind of really forced like i've got to do something original if it feels true to what you're doing then i think that's quite a good approach i mean the, the kind of irony of it is that i don't like writing rules i don't particularly respect writing rules and yet I or know the writing rules and yet i feel really constrained by them so i don't know what that is about it's like i'm boxed in but i don't even know what well it might not be a box i don't really know what shape it is
2: i don't know what is keeping me in there mm. the, the only thing i would say about the conventions i think they developed out of um, <laughs> trial and error i don't think these rules exist because we have to have rules i think uh it's what stories have worked over the years which ones are the most popular ones, uh, you know, uh, stood the test of time, uh, you know, the classic ones. So why to, are these stories so compelling? And I think the writing rules come from these things. So if you can come up with a compelling story and you tell it the way you want to tell it, and it's still compelling, I think I made that argument at the time as well, when we had that podcast, I think the rules don't really have to apply as long as you can tell the story in a in a way that's... Um, holding, you know, someone's attention. But then again, after so many years, I think these rules are in place because uh, I guess that's the only way we we know how to do it. Um, Not because Mm -hmm. we want to have rules uh, in particular, although agents, I I presume, agents and editors will come to you and say, look, what you're doing here, it doesn't agree with how I I expected to see. Yeah, I think that's really interesting about the compelling thing. Because maybe that should be above everything.
1: That that should be the one. But you know, Mm. forget about being original, defying expectations, anything. Like you, I think that you should just be focusing on whether it's entirely original or someone's going to say, "Well, you've just ripped that off from someone." As long as you're starting with the original idea that you you just want to compel an audience, even if it's an audience of one, even if it's just yourself. Like that should probably be above everything. Mm. I just I don't know. I mean. Forgive me for sort of oversimplifying, but so with Maddie, the genre area that it's in, Mm -hmm. I would say there are much more kind of conventions, expectations that you sit within, even if you can play around with some of the dynamics. There are certain things you probably have to deliver, certain kind of... um, Certain areas where maybe it's quite nice to feel like you're within an area and you can play in that zone rather than... Oh, I have to jump between. Whereas when you've described the main focus of your writing currently for us, it feels like it's much less within a a kind of an area Mm. that you could identify. It's a bit more Mm. gray. Would you? So I don't know how you guys feel about the kind of convention approach with those things.
0: It it troubles me, I have to say, um, because when I was doing some research looking for comparator titles, comparator authors, Um, mine doesn't really fit into the standard at all, because there's not been a murder. Uh, we're not uncovering clues. We're not chasing red herrings. We're not meeting a cast of characters, one of whom is going to be the baddie. It's nothing like that. And I actually struggled with that because I worry that I've gone too far outside the conventions of the genre by not having those things. And if if that is the case, am I still in that genre? Am I pitching it correctly? So, although I had this idea and I thought this is really what I want to write and this is how I want to write it and this is how I'm going to structure it and I'm going to call it crime, is that actually is that actually my choice to make? <laughs> so I don't know, the conventions are troubling me at the moment because I worry that I've I've ignored them.
1: And Isn't that great them. that you've, it's happened naturally.
2: Mm.
1: You didn't go into it saying, I'm going to write in crime, but I'm going to completely defy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, and, I, do these things. And, and I apologize exactly. kind of oversimplifying it before. No, no, not at all. I know it's tricky with that selling point. I mean, the comparisons is probably the, mm. maybe when I'm talking about rules and conventions, actually, you know, comparison, it's all a kind of retrospective exercise. And that's probably, I know there are kind of, you you kind of review the stuff and look back at it and you form these kind of like categories and you look for links and then from there you kind of look forward and that's where you sort of the, the rules sort of are created i guess mm. um but i think if you've done it from a completely natural kind of honest place of like no this has just sort of happened mm. and i don't think you're in a place where it's like oh you could never describe it as crime it's just, I, th- I think that's great. And I, th- I actually think it makes it have a kind of a unique selling point. because you know Can it, you
0: write my agent letter for me yeah. then?
1: <laughs> USP, should I just keep mentioning USP? Yeah. But I just, I just think that that's, that's great. And that's probably the best approach to have. I mean, it is tricky when you're writing the mm-hmm. agent letters because that's when you do have to kind of fit in with stuff and when they have to write the blurb and when they have to put it in a bookshop and do cover design. I'm sure that's when
2: mm-hmm.
1: it starts to get a little bit, categorized in a yeah, way that yeah. you might feel a
2: little bit uncomfortable with, but, yeah. Sorry, for this. No, no, no. The, the Yeah, even the, you know, I think everyone has in the end to, you know, uh, <laughs> frame their their books in some way, even the greatest ones uh, will have to define at the end what their book is about, even if they don't like uh, labels as much. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't worry uh, if I were you, Karina. I think, uh I think you wanted to write a story in a certain uh, in a certain way that you think appeals to, and the story comes from a certain genre. Mm-hmm. So I think it comes back to the same thing. I would say, um, if if someone reads it and and likes enough, I think they will they will ignore the the, the lack of uh, adhering to the conventions one hundred percent, and they will just sell it as something more innovative or more. Um, a kind of different, uh, different way of writing about the same, you know, genre. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my, that's my point of
0: view. Yeah. It would be nice to say that I set out to, um, you know, crush crime and say, crime's old, crime's dead. Let's do something new. Yeah. But I did not.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You might
1: still, yeah. I may, yeah. The agents respond to get a publisher. They say, That's how do true. we, how do we sell this to the people? You go, crime's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Read a book. Long says, live crime. Crime.
2: <laughs> crime is dead. And so is uh, the ex character in the book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Read now. Read now. Mm. Exactly.
0: There, there is an argument though, isn't there, that having constraints actually stimulates creativity. And I've done plenty of writing exercises before where, um, for example, um every character you have two characters and each character can only use six words and then you write that for a page and then each character can only use four words and then each character can only use two words and that's quite fun i'm not saying that's a great piece of literature but i'm thinking of a script Um, so having those constraints really makes you creative because you have to find a way to overcome them creatively
1: I, I like those sorts of constraints don't get me wrong I do I, like I've always found it really appealing when you so I do watch stuff other than just like prestige award-winning TV believe me <laughs> um, but but Breaking Bad you would always hear about the the writers would kind of write themselves into a corner and then it's like well how are we getting out of this and I, I'd love I would love to be in that room going ah okay so we need this to sit as realistic and, and plausible within this world. We want it to be exciting, compelling. But we are—we have written ourselves into a corner. And then, how do we get out in a way that people don't just switch off and say, "Oh, this is stupid now." Or you know, um, and I, I love that. So it, there's kind of those sorts of rules. I'm sort of fine with. And you know, it's why I enjoyed some of the writing prompts we used to do, because there was a certain some of them really appealed to me because it felt like I was already kind of constrained by something or yeah. steered by something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more about the kind of general, I don't know, storytelling conventions, that's where I get a little bit like, oh, how do I mm-hmm. how do I have a voice, how do I feel original, how do I not just slip into repeating what someone else has been doing?
2: Mm-hmm. So. I think when, when I'm, uh, the, the biggest challenge I find sometimes, and I've mentioned the thing Past is the language, and I think that's where maybe the, uh, the that's where I feel most conventional, and where I find that if I want to be original, is how we use, how we use language. It's very granular, and I think it's a, because I'm going back to writing a book, of course, to the idea of writing a book and moving away a little bit from films and series, um, and, and that's my that's my biggest challenge because uh, I've read books in, in that been written in so many different ways. But then in the end, in the way you express it, you still have to write a sentence. You still have to put the word next to another word. And you, from a sentence, you go to a paragraph. So uh, how do you make that any any different than what's already out there? And I think that's voice as well. And mm-hmm. that's, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's precisely how you use your language in your story. Of course, all the things that we mentioned today about plot, about the way we approach the genre, the conventions of the of a genre, that's all very important and you can play with them a lot. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this is my, my biggest challenge, I think, language and how to reinvent and use the language in a way that's not been... Because essentially with books, someone will just read what you are actually writing.
0: There's a couple of notable examples, aren't there? Um, Milkman is one. That was a very unusual way of writing as i recall uh it won a won a big prize can't remember anything What's about the it again? Milkman. The
2: again milkman yes
0: and then there was that other one that's really thick and i'm sure it's got something about ducks in the title and that also won a prize but it's basically one sentence all the way through i mean this must be thousands of words and it's I mean, thousands of pages. It's already thousands of words, but it's 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 something like the the structure that I saw when I flicked through it was, uh, and what about blah blah blah, 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 blah or something like that, uh, or and then there was and then there was and then there was. I can't remember the formula, but it was just that again and again and again and again.
2: It's Newport, Newport Duck, I think it's called. Oh, it's, uh, I think it was it was shortlisted for the Booker, and the Milkman won the Booker Prize mm-hmm. in 2019, I think. And uh, Milkman, I think, is a little bit more, a little bit more conventional. The narrator is un, unnamed, I think, throughout, and she tells her story uh, about the Irish troubles. And then the other one is just the, the way, from what I've read, it was about, you know, a stream of consciousness, like a, a but. Uh, in, in I think it's about reinventing um, the Irish dude, <laughs> J- James Joyce. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, the Irish so, dude. <laughs> yeah, the James, the Ulysses uh, kind All of right. way of writing. Um, I've seen that uh, in another Scottish writer. I don't know if that's, um, you know, that's definitely a writing style that I can't really... Because I don't know how you read that. I don't know how you read that book. No. <laughs> without without a without a sentence. No. A I, and...
0: I've read one, um Gabriel Garcia Marquez, one of his um which one is it? No one writes to the colonel? That's more your size, Josh. That's that's a very manageable length book. But it is basically four sentences and it's exhausting it's
1: to read. Well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, of, yeah really large print. 16 point
1: <laughs> audio description.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's basically four sentences the whole book. And it just goes on and on and and it's exhausting to read it. Maybe that's why it's so short. But yeah, I mean, people playing with how they write and the language, but I can't tell you what the story was of no one writes to the colonel, if indeed right. that's yeah. what it's called.
1: Yeah, I think I think there's, I mean, I like those approaches. I think it's always good to be kind of experimental and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, just from a really, um, just the way I read perspective. Mm. I find it hard because it'd be like, when do you break away? Yeah, exactly. When do you put, do you put the How'd bookmark back in and close, you know, mm. and come back to it? Um, yeah, I, th- I think I, I'm just going to try and be a little bit less, um critical when it comes to the kind of how original something is and Mm -hmm. just just go with some ideas and in the kind of in the small things you can do maybe in the 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 way that people speak stuff like that can always be quite good for Mm -hmm. um you know i think sometimes as well particularly with script writing i try to create original characters but that's really tricky and maybe it's in maybe it's about making those really specific choices of like ah, well i'm struggling to come up with the original you know Character that everyone's just going to fall in love with, but in the choices in terms of their characterization and how they look and how they sound and stuff. But maybe it's in the choices of their actions that I go, Oh, actually, they do small things that mm-hmm. make you go, Oh, actually, they just feel so different. Or, and by different, I don't mean to the point where people go, Oh, this is too much, this is trippy, this is you know, playing with yeah, my mind. Yeah. I actually mean, like, you can sort of achieve something that's a little bit more real, possibly and go, oh, they've got all the nuances and idiosyncrasies of people I mm. know, without it just becoming observation, like comedy, which is a nightmare. If, if what I write, it basically turns into the, the kind of script for a, you know, the UK's biggest stand-up comedians to read out as their observations that have failed. I want it to feel <laughs> like a novel, but I want it to feel like something that's, you know, um, yeah, just, just, I don't
2: know, just original. That's, that's the goal but, but, but that, mm. that's that's my question I think when we come to the end of this podcast my question is so what how did we define original today <laughs> uh, what's what's our definition of originality and we need to scrap it yeah, to scrap, scrap
0: originality
1: uh-huh. the right
0: question so yeah yeah maybe maybe it's not originality because what is originality you can't create well I mean, maybe you can create a character that's never been seen in literature before. Maybe you can come up with a scenario that's never been seen before. But maybe it is about how you tell that story, a familiar story, in a new way through different voices, through the decisions people make. Yeah. Something that draws
1: you in and makes you care about them.
0: Maybe that is the more important thing that you care about what happens.
1: Yeah, through, through characters who wouldn't normally, their perspective might not norm, normally be shared for as long mm-hmm. or through staying with a scene a little bit longer than you might expect or coming a little bit later to something mm-hmm. by not showing certain things. Like you might just make people go, oh, I think that's what I want. I want people to be reading it and it's not just gone in one ear out the other to mm-hmm. go, and to have that little buzz, that little excitement, the way that I do about various different things, but the way I've just had the latest season of Succession, I just mm. wanted to talk to people about it. Yeah. just go, oh, in, in those little choices.
0: It's resonated. not really care right?
1: about the overall art, it was in those little things, I just go, oh, that was really, that was really clever. Mm. It wasn't that it was clever, it was that it was just slightly that went... The argument they just had they're right
0: next to each other. So. <laughs> he just froze at a really funny moment then. Yes. So we don't know what they did, but good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: good timing, thank you. Yeah.
0: One day we'll have a really good podcast studio where we can do this in person. Maybe that would be in Athens. Live not audience. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Laughing along. Questions. i will still freeze. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I would pay to. Well, if nothing else, I find this podcast compelling. So uh, thanks very much as always.